I'm going to give you something that's really, really interesting. There's a book here. It's here. Qurani Ifadat. Right? This is a book by Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi. Essentially what this book is, it's a collection of the reflections on various Quranic uh, verses by the great uh, Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, rahimahullah. And in one of his reflections, actually on this verse, he says something very, very important, right? And I'm going to read it to you, right? In translation, he says, In my opinion, all the above meanings are implied, the multiple meanings from this verse are implied, but let us not therefore assume that the fate of Turkey is sealed and that it is destined to remain forever an un-Islamic country. Okay, this is very, very pertinent. It is not preordained that Turkey will be immersed forever in ignorance and darkness. He's obviously writing this time when the Khilafah had been dismantled, the Ottomans have been exiled, right? And it's under this very secular liberal state now, right? The Adhan has been banned and, you know, that was a really, really miserable time. When I have heard scholars, you know, from the 1950s and they just have this reminiscing of the past and this really sense of, this major sense of loss. I mean, many of us were born much later, so we never had any reference to the Khilafah as such, right? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So dear brothers and sisters, um, Ramadan Mubarak to you. And uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to benefit us uh, through uh, these verses of the Quran. Today I've got a verse from Surah Al-Baqarah. I'll just read it first. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أو كالذي مر على قرية وهي خاوية على عروشها قال أنا يحيي هذه الله بعد موتها فأماته الله مئة عام ثم بعثه قال كم لبثت قال لبثت يوما أو بعض يوم قال بل لبثت مئة عام فانظر إلى طعامك وشرابك لم يتسنه وانظر إلى حمارك ولنجعلك آية للناس وانظر إلى العظام كيف نوشزها ثم نكسوها لحما فلما تبين له قال أعلم أن so another thing is that it tells us about um, the passage also talks about the importance of true faith and a true faith has to permeate every aspect of our life because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reiterating faith. He's, he's showing here his power. And that means that we have to have faith in him. So I think the big point here is very, very interesting. Is that since about the last 100 to 150 years. After the very glorious uh, period of the ummah. Of the various different. Muslim dynasties and ruling systems and them being being superpowers in multiple places that you know we know about through our history uh, there's been a lot of suffering from the late 1800s early 1900s there's been a lot of suffering I think things have become at least slightly better right and there's a sense of despondency and there's a sense of hopelessness there's a sense of 
estrangement that sets into people. And then for some people, it's actually the cause of losing their faith as well. You know, when there's all misery, they just, they think that the grass is greener on the other side. Little realizing that it might be greener in a sense. However, the roots are bad. So it might look green, but it's because of something else. And there's no, there's no substance. There's no substance there. But it does, it is, it is definitely a cause of a lot of concern and a lot of worry and loss of faith for a lot of people. I think this is a very, very pertinent example of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings it back. And we've had hurdles in the past. You should read The Saviors of Islamic Spirit by Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, right? Which I found extremely, extremely beneficial, where he talks about how there were so many downs, but then there was always an up afterwards. Yes, it could take a hundred years for another up to come. But I think, inshallah, we are definitely in an up. Yes, we're struggling. It's a struggling to the up. But alhamdulillah, it's not so bad, right? It, it's been worse. Let's put it that way, right? It's all relative. And at the end of the day, what are we going to do? Whichever window of time that we have appeared in this world, we could have been, you know, we could have existed in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. We could have been here during the time of Umar radiallahu we could have been here during the time of Salahuddin. We could have been here uh, during the time of the glorious period of, you know, Suleiman and Salim and others, you know, of Mahmud, uh, of uh, Sultan Muhammad Fatih. We could have been there. We could have been, uh, that's when we could have been alive. Our 50, 70, 100 years would have been then. But no, Allah chose us now. What are we going to do about that? Well, we have to do the best that we can and have hope that things will come up because we've seen in our life that things go down, things come up. The night ends, the day comes. The storm ends and the, 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 the freshness comes back. Uh, autumn, uh, winter ends and spring comes back. There's, that's a cycle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's happened so many times. The Sahaba struggled, then they came back, uh, then, then they came up. The Prophet and his followers were persecuted at the beginning, but then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed them great glory as long as they did not stop. As long as they did not stop. A lot of people lose their faith over this. Right? There's certain places in the world where some Muslim or otherwise does something bad um, and then there's a big backlash and that causes regular Muslims to lose their faith. It's kind of crazy. It's just because humans are full of emotions and if they don't have enough knowledge, especially of our history and of the Quran and Sunnah, and if they're not in touch with the Quran and Sunnah, then you can't, who's going to give you that? Who's going to give you that strength? Who's going to give you the encouragement for the fortitude? So that's why uh, I'm going to leave you with something that was really, really, really interesting, right? I'm going to give you something that's really, really interesting. There's a book here. It's here. Qurani Ifadat, right? This is a book by Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi. Um, essentially, what this book is, it's a collection of the reflections on various Quranic uh, verses by the great uh, Sheikh Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi, rahimahullah. And in one of his reflections, actually on this verse, he says something very, very important, right? And I'm going to read it to you, right? In translation, he says, In my opinion, all the above meanings are implied, the multiple meanings from this verse are implied, but let us not therefore assume that the fate of Turkey is sealed and that it is destined to remain forever an un-Islamic country. Okay, this is very, very pertinent. It is not preordained that Turkey will be immersed forever in ignorance and darkness. He's obviously writing this time when the Khilafah had been dismantled, the Ottomans have been exiled, right? And it's under this very secular liberal state now, right? The Adhan has been banned and, you know, that was a really, really miserable time. When I 
have heard scholars, you know, from the 1950s. And they just have this reminiscing of the past and this really sense of this major sense of loss. I mean, many of us were born much later, so we never had any reference to the Khilafah as such, right? But I only understood it later where they were coming from. So Sheikh Abul Hassan is saying that look at this state of Turkey, which was the center of the caliphate, center of the Muslim world. It's become, you can almost say like non-Muslim, you know, without faith, right? Adhan is banned. I mean, how much worse can it get? So he says that, no, it's not going to stay in ignorance and darkness forever. A pointed reference, he says, is made in the above passage to food and drink, which remained unaffected, using the same logic, divine guidance, embodying a life-sustaining message can never become out of date. If food, which is nourishment, biological nourishment for the, for, for the stomach and for the body, then why, then, then our spiritual nourishment, because Allah says, Wallahu mutimmu nure. Allah is going to complete this faith. He's going to take it to the end, right? Whether we're on it or not. But Allah is going to take the faith to the end. Inshallah, Allah keep us with it. He says that just like uh, life-sustaining food can uh, stay, Allah can keep that alive for a hundred years and not let it rot, then why not a message? How can that ever come out of date when it's not something perishable anyway? For it alone ensures mankind's deliverance. This, he says that this truth is actually stated in the Quran thus Surah Al-Baqarah verse 143 and Allah would never make your faith of no effect like make it redundant and wasted your faith will have a benefit for you right so and the stronger your faith the more benefit it will have for us for Allah is surely full of kindness and mercy to all people then he says, this verse holds out much hope and renews our confidence. It boosts our morale, putting to rest despair and skepticism. Since Allah does not let ordinary food rot, the Muslim community stands a fair chance, a solid chance of survival, I would say. For the message assigned to Muslims is of immense benefit and value for the whole of mankind. That message has to continue. Let us take it up. And then he says, to me, the Quran contains a glad tiding Glad to, and remember, he's writing, writing this like 50 years ago, I would think. That Turkey and the Turks, who were for centuries a force to be reckoned with in Europe, will soon be reinvigorated. And he's passed away. Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi passed away in 1999, just before the millennium. All right? Literally on the 31st of December, 1999. He didn't see Turkey grow. He hasn't seen Turkey in its, you know, in, in its current state. But this was his prediction. He says they were forced to be reckoned with in Europe. They will soon be reinvigorated, subhanAllah, if only he knows, if only he could know. Islam will be revived in its full glory. That's just the next step, inshaAllah. And that's why he then says uh, the verse again, uh, Surah Ali Imran, verse 27. Which means, O oh Allah, it is you who cause night to gain on day and cause day to gain on night. You bring the living out of the dead and the dead out of the living. And you then give, uh, I'm going to add this, uh, he didn't add this, but and you can give totally without any kind of number of sustenance and provision to whomever you wish. So let's leave it there for today. But that's a really, really powerful message uh, from this verse. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow that to happen in our lifetimes and allow us to be instrumental in the da'wah. Jazakallah khairan. Allah bless you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time especially for example the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there the Islamic Essentials certificate which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident you don't have to leave lectures behind you can continue to leave uh, you know to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.